0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thanks again for joining with me. Uh, as always, please pass the word about these times together, okay? That's the primary way that we let people know is that you just share with folks. And I know sometimes logistically people get a little fearful over things, but just show folks how to uh, uh, access a podcast. You know, there's just so many ways of doing it nowadays, everything from iTunes to uh, various podcast apps. Uh, to It just depends on what type of device you have. You can listen to it on a phone, tablet, computer, et cetera, et cetera. Y'all know that. Uh, you're listening to it however you are. And so just show somebody. And a word because that helps tremendously. Now, in our last episode, we saw where uh, Jesus was speaking to a group that was called they. <laughs> okay. It's in John 8, verse 33. And it says that they answered him. So this group of people were answering him. And, you know, I said that I thought that this is likely uh, the Jewish leadership. And, well, we're going to find out that it definitely is because of was said three or four verses later quite often we uh, you have to see in the scripture read through the entire context of what's saying what's being said in the passage okay and people get so distracted they'll pick out three verses and say what does this mean and they don't look at the paragraph they don't look at the chapter they don't look at the book and then they don't look at the book in the relationship to the totality of the word of god we must do all that okay and that's the reason that it it takes some time to dig some things out within the scripture a lifetime right so in verse 33 Jesus uh, was responding to them and They said, they answered Jesus, saying, We are Abraham's descendants and have never yet been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? So, verse 34 Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. Okay? So, everyone who commits sin is. The slave of sin. This is Jesus saying this, verse 35. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. Well, that's sort of interesting. I wonder what he means by that. Let's see what the King James says. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. And then the other translations say the same basic thing. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. Was well, a couple of things going on here? I think. Uh, hang on a second. I guess you ever done something on the computer and all of a sudden you realize wait a minute I got to click that button right there. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Uh, he's talking about the fact that he, as the Son of Man, remains forever. But he's also talking about that those who believe will remain forever, remain forever in the house. It may be speaking of our corporeal existence. Okay, none of us are going to remain forever in these bodies that we have right now. But we all will be resurrected. Believers and unbelievers, by the way, will be resurrected. Believers until a resurrected body will be in the presence of the Most High God forever and ever. Unbelievers to a resurrected body that will be thrown into the lake of fire forever and ever. And so he's talking about... Uh, that the son, the one who is, the one who believes, will be in the house forever, but not the one who doesn't believe. Now, verse 38, Jesus—I mean, 36, Jesus continues, So, if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. So he's saying, since the son is free, and the son uh, remains in the house forever, that you will be, what he describes in several other portions of the Scripture, no longer slaves. He actually says, no longer do I call you a slave, but I call you a friend. <clears throat> you know, we are a friend to God. We are sons of God, literally. So it makes you free, and you will be free indeed. Verse 37, Jesus says, I know that you're Abraham's descendants. Remember, that was the thing they threw up. We're Abraham's descendants, and <clears throat> we've never been slaves. How dare you say that we have a need to be free? And he says, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. Well, that right there is the big major hint for me that this group of people right here is a different group of people than what he was saying at verse 30, 31, 32 right through there about those who had believed him. Those who believed, he says, you need to abide in me. These right here, if they're seeking to kill him, they haven't believed in him, right? So He says, I know that you're Abraham's descendants, yet you seek to kill me. And then he tells him why. Because my word has no place in you. Notice the juxtaposition again with those in the previous verses that believed, where he said, if you abide in my word, if you remain in my word, then here's what's going to happen to you, right? He said, if you continue in my word, if you abide in my word, if you remain in my word, then you're truly disciples of mine. What he's saying to this group right here is, no, there's no way you are Abraham's descendants, but you're trying to kill me. And the reason you're trying to kill me is because my word has no place in you. Well, why is it that his word had no place in them? Well, let's read the next verse and we'll talk about it. Verse 38, I speak the things which I've seen with my father. Therefore, you also do the things which you heard from your father. Well, what is this all about? Well, the reason that the the word had no place in them is because they didn't believe. Okay? They didn't believe. They refused to believe. And so Jesus says this, you know, I'm just speaking the things that I've seen from my Father. And we've seen this many times so far in John. I'm speaking the things that the Father told me to speak. I'm saying the things he's told me to say. And so I'm speaking of Father And by this time, they knew that he was talking of God, that he equated himself and told them that he was the son of God. But then he says, therefore, you also do the things which you heard from your father. So he set up a little thing right here that my father is not your father and your father is not my father. And you're saying that you worship Father God but you're not worshiping Father God at all. You're worshiping and you're listening to something else. Now, this gets really interesting. We're not going to get into it right now. We'll pick it up in the next episode because what he's about to say to him Oh, man, you think they were mad at him before or wanted to kill him before. Now they really want to kill him because of what he's about to say to them, what he's about to reveal. Because Jesus knew every man's heart. He knew exactly what was going on. So again, I bring this home to us uh, in the time when we live. So many profess to be believers, Same type of thing where Abraham's descendants, oh, I've been a Baptist my whole life. I've been in church my whole life. I've been a Methodist my whole life. My, My generations go back hundreds of years in Lutheranism, okay? Whatever it may be, it doesn't matter because if the word of the Lord does not have a place in you, then you are not of the Lord, and if you're not of the Father, then you are of something else. I don't care how active you are in the church. I don't care how respected you are, how well you teach the Bible, how well you preach, how well you lead worship, how well you do whatever. If the Word has no place in you, if the Lord is not dwelling within you, then you are just a whitewashed sepulcher, okay? You're just faking it. You're fraudulent, for lack of a better term. I know it's a strong term, but you're not truly saved. And I cannot encourage you enough to examine yourself and ask the Lord. The Lord will reveal the truth to you lovingly, kindly, compassionately. He will not condemn you. If you feel condemned, that's the enemy messing with you. He will convict you, okay? Condemnation offers no hope and the enemy will say you're hopeless, there's nothing you can do about it. Conviction offers complete and total hope, the hope of the Most High God Himself. So again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time, okay? Okay.